The following podcast you're about to listen to is brought to you by the Push Start Media Network, where everything you do in life begins with Push and Start. Oh, she brought healthy snacks. Healthy. She brought 20%. 20% mana, 20% HP. I need that. I like that. I need all. No facts. I'm saying. That's, that he's, he's speaking super facts, though. <laughs> you can't just get the one that's just, just going to lift your HP. You need both. You need yeah, I need both. You need to mix. It's like, it's like when you're playing uh, God of War and it's the, it's the blue-green cluster together, my nigga. Not just the one. It's the cluster. So you need both. <laughs> Yeah, you need both. Both meters maxed. But which which meter is more important? Depends on what game you're playing. I like my mana to be up, though, because the nigga need to heal. <laughs> and I need to use my sorcery. My sorcery to protect me? Mm-hmm. You know what I you know what or I Or if I'm playing like? Assassin's Creed, I definitely need my mana up, because I'm trying to do all the elite strikes. Yo, you know what I'm mad about? And uh, how they changed the magic system in Kingdom Hearts, but I guess you could abuse it. Like in the first game, it like wrapped around with your shit. Yeah, but then it's like now it's like oh you gotta build it up and shit like that. Whose fucking idea was that? Yeah, somebody that want to make you waste way more fucking time doing but something this, simple. But this is the thing though, you could like waste partial spells on it and stuff like that. But Kiranga and shit like that took up all your shit. They like just like heal and then swords, all that shit. You gotta wait till that shit come back. Man. Only Ranga. He's <laughs> I'm impatient as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but like you just had to have skills to fight them off and what whatever. Yeah, we back. The black is We back. March tenth. It's March tenth. This is an epic day and marks a, a great time in our catalog and our timeline. We transferred over all of our social media. Mm-hmm. No longer any push start podcast social media. Everything push start has media been transferred yeah. to push start media. Mm-hmm. Network. The network. Yeah, the original Push Start Media X. What you know about us? Mm-hmm. Push Start Media Cross. Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what it secretly say. So if anybody hear this, uh, that's what the episode means. Yeah, well, not what the episode means. Remember that's what the, uh, that's gonna it's gonna be a secret means. tidbit later. It's gonna pop up for sure. Yeah, that's a fact. Because you know how we love to drop our Easter eggs on folks. Chill. Show, man. I I read this article the other day that was talking about uh, Mario. Yeah. Uh, Mario three being uh, a play. Being a what? A play. A play. Mm-hmm. Think like, about it. Think of how the game starts. I've never played Mario games. Well, Super Mario three starts with you standing on a stage and a curtain rises. Ah, uh, okay. And at the end of each stage, before you click the, hit that little box with the star or the flower in it, yeah, it shows the stage ending. So, someone theorized that you're on a, a stage throughout the entire depiction of Super Mario Brothers 3. Okay. 
I thought that's pretty fucking interesting when I read that. It's like a lot of it makes sense to, though. A lot, a lot of the stuff surrounding it points to it as you look at it. So I thought that's pretty sick. It's like little tidbits. I love finding little tidbits that I don't be expecting. Like when you think you know everything about games. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Like oh shit. And that was a game like that I played heavy. So I was like, what? I never even thought twice about it. The fact that the curtain opened. I was like, whatever. It's the beginning. Like who cares? Let's play. Start. <laughs> Yo, can I ask you boys a question? Yep. How y'all feel about uh, PlayStation not dropping their specs and, and, and all that other? I love it because yeah. they're taking advantage. They're they're doing they're doing the Android approach opposed to the iPhone approach. Microsoft and iPhone, I feel, are very synonymous in the way they do things. Don't ever say that in your life. I'm, I'm telling, and I'm about to tell you why. You're gonna be real mad Mark- when I bridge the gap. Listen, no. this, this is what they do. This no. is what they do. They, I gotta, I gotta they say that. They prematurely promote things. Okay. And they allow companies that are competing with them that haven't released their specs yet, i.e. Android, how they just fucking smacked them in the mouth with that S20 Max that no one knew was coming. That had, oh, the what's the number one feature of the new iPhone? We got three, three cameras. cameras. What's the number one feature of the S20 Max? That shit got four. Four cameras. That's why we didn't tell four you. Four things? That's why four we didn't things? tell you our specs. Yo, what the fuck going on over here? Yo, we seen that um, on the one joint. We was like, yo, did that shit got four cameras on it? Microsoft does the same thing in comparison to PlayStation. But, but I would as not. As soon as Microsoft I, had its specs, it dropped them. I cannot right co-sign that Apple is uh They're synonymous. Xbox. I'm telling you. They're synonymous. I can't do that. Because another thing Apple does is... Because look at the phone. The phone looks sexier and cleaner. It looks like a PlayStation. I'm just saying, Apple... Another look thing, it. Another it thing like Apple does is they promote things like they just came out when Android had had them already for like five years. Hold no. on. Remember when the panoramic camera came out? Listen, I don't care about their practices. Okay, look. look the iPhone look dropped how, the panoramic camera. Look how clean the PlayStation Android looks. Android had it for like six years. <laughs> I understand, but look at that. You can't get that type of high-depth quality. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dead ass, bro. Yep. Yeah. It's consistency. Nothing changes. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Because people are gonna mindlessly buy it. That's true. That's what happens when you when you create create a cult fan base following. People are gonna buy your product no matter if it's. People could literally show you the specs of like, this is A class product, this is B class product. You have the B class product, and they will still argue you that their product is better. Like I'm literally showing you, it says line for line that my shit is better. Like. Literally, line for line is telling you my shit is better. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, cult following. Genius marketing right there. But that's, that's what I say. Putting logos and, on shit. Like, iPhone, they have the ability to just, when they say something, people take it as law. Yeah. They be like, this is the newest, most groundbreaking technology. Like, nigga, what? We had a fucking panoramic camera since 2011. What are you talking about? Mm. That shit ain't groundbreaking nothing. Y'all, let's talk about the fact that y'all screen is made by us. The glass that's, the glass that's used to make iPhones is created by Samsung. <laughs> Maryland. 
What if what is only the, the glass? Companies? It's only the glass. What if it's all the not phone the companies the phone. were secretly working together? <laughs> it's just the screen. <laughs> but I'm saying, what if all the phone companies were secretly all working together? That's it. That's Period. it. People it's gonna like, be going yeah. there with fucking Ritz crackers. They gonna be like, oh, where? Like what? What? Because <laughs> like I I respect them for that reason though. Like that's I what I that's what I honestly think. I, I think that like they so all much. get in a secret meeting, be like, okay. How we gonna how we gonna get this money today? Facts. They they yo you, you absolutely you probably absolutely right. They probably just be on the side like let's act like we really hate each other, but like just do it so people can buy our shit. Yeah, that's what I feel. Like Fifty Cent and Kanye. Yeah, that's what I feel about. They were album. dropping the album, act like they was competing. No one cared who sold more albums. They just wanted everybody to talk about it. <laughs> that was it. A mission complete. Everyone talked about. That's how I feel about Marvel. Everybody sold a bunch of albums. That's how I feel about PlayStation X. But I feel like all this shit is synonymous together. Yeah. Yeah. You you basically supporting capitalism. Period. It's whatever. You can't escape it now. Nah, nah, no, you can't. No, you can't. You know what game I'm seeing that was interesting? Um, it's like a VR head game. Said it's like a, it's like saber dancing or some shit like that. Where? It's like uh, like yeah, it's like okay, so like there's like squares, and they're like coming at you, flying at you. you oh, but you like sort like yeah. shit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Do you have to use the move controllers for that? I think so. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I think so. Speaking of which, I need move controllers for your uh, dreams. For dreams, for talk, sure. Talk about that. Talk about how Yo, your experience been in that. Dreams is amazing. First of all, without even playing or creating anything, you can just get lost in other people's creations. Mm-hmm. People are making some dope games. Not just original content, but yeah. like stuff that they're remaking or like re like reimagining versions of older games. I, I like playing that shit. Like it's super dope. When you put people's creativity to the test, yeah. uh, you never know what kind of shit you really gonna get. Dude, cause there's me and you, we be going in them little rabbit holes on there sometimes. Like, shout out to whoever made that remake of PT on there, cause it's really, really well done. Well done. It's super well done, yo. <laughs> yo, it's amazing. And the uh, Silent Hills game too, yeah. the uh, replica. Love yo, it. To do that much, you know, with cause a lot of that he made on the beta. It wasn't even the full version of the game at that point. Yeah. He already has. Like, that's when he expanded it. When he just made the PT, he made that on the demo of Dreams. Then when it came out, he made the full Silent Hills game and rolled the whole shit into it. I was like, oh, you're a gangster. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it's real well done. And then I like a lot of it, too, is I like the cinematics that people are using with it. Not yeah. just making games. People are making, like, for instance, a guy made a music video mm-hmm. for his new song on Dreams. It's fucking dope, too. He made all his characters in there look like, you know, cutesy little video game characters, but it's a music video for his new song. I thought it was really incredible. And, like, what I was telling Caddy, I saw a couple guys that had made, like, they they came together and made a game. Like, one did all the character design, one did all the cinematics, one did all the background music and all, like, the art and everything. And then they all came together and made, like, a little conglomerate of people on Dreams. And, like, when it first comes on, they have, like, a little legitimate intro. It's like it's like how Ubisoft come on and it'd be... It was like that, but it was whatever the name of their company was. I was like, yo. I was like, this is really fucking well done. So, like, the 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 capability of Dreams is, like, showing itself to me more and more and more and more. 
and I can just I just feel like that's why I keep stressing the fact about the move controllers. I can really tell that just the way from watching people use it. Yeah. I can tell it's going to be a lot easier for me because, like, just the way that I do things, it's not going to work with me doing it with the controller. I just, I just feel it. Like, I get frustrated sometimes just, like, by some of the mechanics. Like, I want it to be way more freeform. So I feel like the moves are the move controllers are going to allow me to do that. And it's just fucking cool. i just been taking, I just taking my time with it, like, learning how to sculpt. Learning how to paint on the different surfaces. Well, that game is it. on a whole nother type of level. It you got to put all your time and attention to some shit like that. It truly is. The level of detail you're able to go into is yeah. very impressive. It's not like a one-day process. You be. Right. It's not like any other game you ever played in your, my, in your life. I said your might. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though. <laughs> it's really not going to be like anything you've ever played. And like whenever you think that your ideas are, are limited or like you should limit your ideas and not go so crazy. No. You just go on there on 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 the network and just see what people have made. And you're like, damn, actually, I probably could do that because look at what he has. This game looks incredible. That's true. That's like true. the fully rendered 3D models that people are putting on there and like you can make your own music scores on there. Like everything, like every ounce of the production of a game can be done. There. There's, there's like no limits for you. Yes, I'm telling you, Media Molecule is very intelligent on what they're doing. It, it just expands on what they were doing already with Little Big Planet. Because when that game was extremely popular, they had the ability to create your own levels. So they just took that and made a whole fucking game about it. <laughs> like genius. It's like count me in, dog. So wait, just the one little, the part you had like one eighth of on the game, you just made a whole fucking game. Awesome. That sounds great. Let's do it. Because I've been, I've been watching this guy. I don't remember his YouTube name. Forgive me. But he's making his own avatar, The Last Airbender game. And I've been watching him since like he documents his videos in like increments. So it'll be like day one to day 40 or whatever it was. And then like he does it like that from then on. He'll be like, all right, this is what I did on day 52. This is what I did on day 60. Like it just shows you each little step that he uses to put every little component of the game together and it looks dope because he shows it day by day by day so you see the little parts added you see the sculptures changing a little bit you see the scenery altering it's really dope i fuck with it like he's been extremely inspiring me because i'm like dang this is what this game is able to do like if you really apply yourself so i'm trying to have a dope ass platform and adventure game about push start media That'll be clean. And everybody, everybody we know is gonna be a character. No, definitely <laughs> like, fucking clean. Everybody we know. Like, yo, yo, you uh, that spawn dropped. Oh my god! Or a spawn dropping like on March seventeenth on the uh, on the uh, on no, Mortal Kombat, right? I, I, yeah, I seen a yeah seventeenth. Uh, what the fuck? I seen a uh, trailer. Oh, that's the day before AEW. Yeah, I was like, damn. Yeah, when you sent me that screenshot, I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did that screenshot quick. Like on some Batman shit on Injustice. Word? Yeah. And that only makes sense. That only makes sense because it's only right. Like, his cape is just like, you know, Doctor Strange's cape. It has a personality of his own. Like, powerful as shit. Yeah. Oh, he like. 
he the chain the chains the chains like wrap around your flesh and like tearing you apart then it's like like basically stripping the flesh off you except for like your head and then he'll you'll be on your knees in like your flesh form then his cape get all envelop you and shit and then he just turn you into a skull with your fucking guts ripped out yeah some wild shit dope (laughs) yo fatalities are like the greatest thing out right now bro Yo, that Those new Scorpion movie or that new um, Mortal Kombat movie, Scorpion's Revenge, is gonna be fucking fire too, man. Hot. Yeah, you call it Scorpion's Revenge, but it's got to do with the the first, I guess, the first and second Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I mean, they have so much lore, they can do it. Yeah, cause cause it's basically like it start off with cause if you think about it, the main character, it's like three main characters in Mortal Kombat. It's like mm-hmm. Johnny Cage. Luke Kang and uh, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. You could, them is like the three people that they like kind of really focus on. Um, yeah, so it like it'll start off with Scorpion's story, how he got betrayed by you know Lin Kuei and well they killed his family, you know yada yada, and then fucking he just give his soul to Quan Chi and shit like that. Spoiler, bitch. Um, yeah. So I think and then it'll have a Mortal Kombat tournament. Like, cause it had scenes with Liu Kang. Tomas, I have to win the Mortal Kombat tournament. We all know he wins that shit twice or three times. Actually, he 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 wins that shit four times straight. Goon. Yeah, he's Brock Lesnar. Yo, he was wilding the whole entire time. They had the the deadly alliance to kill him, which was Quan Chi and Shang Tsung. <laughs> that ass, little little hands. Little possum hands. Somebody made a possum style fighting style. The strong hands. Yeah. Possum fighting style. <laughs> play, play dead. Pity possum. Play dead jutsu. Play pat. Where? Yo. Shinto no play dead no. <laughs> Yo, I can't, I, can't, I can't stop playing fucking Assassin's Creed. How's that been? Yeah, that shit's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've been seeing you taking the screenshots of like some amazing stuff, bro. The scenery in that game is incredible. Like it's some of them, and the fact they let you edit stuff in within the game too, like on some Photoshop so shit. Yeah, that such ass. a smooth interface for editing. The, like that's one of the best um, photo modes I've seen in games. It's really really clean. Like. I love the fact that you can just literally just go right into it in the middle of a of a strike. I just yeah. jump down and like ah, and just freeze like and then fully rotate it and just get whatever whatever angle of it you want. So like they really really give you the the, the opportunity to go in on that joint. <laughs> they truly do. Ubisoft is one of my probably one of my most played companies besides like you know fucking Rockstar. It's got to be Rockstar and Yubi, like, the top two. Of, of uh, course, like, I never count, like, Take Two because 2K is just a game that I play every year, whether it's wrestling or basketball. So, like, yeah. I kind of don't really count that. But, like, outside of that, it's got to be those two companies. Ubisoft, my Ubisoft club is filled. <laughs> it's filled with shit because so many games. Yeah, they made Division. They, they make Splinter Cell, all that. Splinter Cell is Ubisoft, too. Sam Fisher. Mm-hmm. All that shit's UV. Fucking. What else? I've been playing that, and of course, you know. <laughs> let me make sure I correct, motherfuckers. I play my team mode, not 2K. 
I just play my team out. So stop asking me. Stop sending me invites with a regular team because I'm not playing you. I'm sorry. I'm a 2K snob. I'm not playing you unless it's with my team. Like, I'm a no, 2K you snob. I am. Like, no. Yo, you want to run? What kind of runs? Oh, you know, like, we just pick a team. Nah. Nah, no, I don't play no like teams. that. I don't play like that. I make my team. I assemble my team. <laughs> you play my team all? Oh, all right. I'm sorry. Then we can't play. <laughs> Like me and all my G's, we play my team mode, and then we beat each other. Like that's what we do. <laughs> Since like, I don't, yeah, we. Oh yeah, we be whooping each other ass, bro. I gotta show you that buzzer beater. I oh yeah, that, that shit was crazy. Was, yo, and Riddick, Riddick was tight too. He was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> you can hear him unmute his mic and everything because he was talking to his wife. So <laughs> all you hear is click click. Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> She was great. I hey, I called it too, bro. I was like, uh, I was like, oh, going to OT? Splash! It's like, hey. Oh, the fact. That's a fact. <laughs> I should have dropped right in there. Yo, he was so tight about it too. He was just like, this is like like an epic moment. He was like, man, what the fuck? How the fuck did you do? Because yeah, honestly, there's no reason I should have made that shit. Yeah. Like, it was, I literally had like 0.8 seconds left, and like all I had enough time to do was get the rebound and turn around and throw it. That's all I did. I grabbed that shit, Luka Doncic rebound, bucket to tie that shit to take it over to. I was like, woo! And, and, oh, and you can hear me screaming in there like Will Smith. I'm like, woo! Woo! <laughs> that was crazy, bro. He was so tight. He was going crazy. He was going crazy. It was a, that was it was a good game too. That's what made it so like perfect. That was the perfect game for something like that to happen because we were literally going back and forth the whole game. Yeah, he thought it was over. I came down there. I said, "Yeah, are we going to OT? Clap." I am worthy for yeah. <laughs> for Asgard today. Yo, it's that's the ones that sting. Like, like when you right there, he's like, "Oh no, this shit's in the bag." He was already talking shit. Nah, it's not in the bag. Fuck. Shit was crazy. Crazy, yeah. Yo, it was a good game though. That was like the first my team game that we scored like over a hundred each. Like usually it'd be like in the eighties. Like nah, we both had like over a hundred and ten. That's it. We were just it was literally back and forth, back and forth. He'd go up by three, I go up by three. He'd go up by five. I go up by six. Like it just kept going back and forth the whole game. Shit was crazy. I wish I would have recorded the entire game. Shit was epic. It was like, it was like a real battle. It really was. It was like a playoff game. Like it felt like playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Shit was fun. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so I'm gonna ask you, how was the uh, Final Fantasy demo? Because I don't want to play it. It's gonna disappoint me. It's not though. I'm telling you, it's Fuego. I know it's fire. You gonna love it. But I'm. I was see. I was the same way. I was like, this shit's about to be foul. They gonna split us, split the game up on us, Metal Gear Solid style. And then one half is gonna be ass, and the other half is gonna be worth it. But I'm not gonna want to play it because the first half was ass. So like, I was already going into it like, fuck this shit. And then I played like the first three minutes of it. I was like, okay, let me keep, let me, you know, let me keep that same energy. This shit about to be whack. I'm like, a damn, I'm a, it's fire, bro. Okay, so I might have to play it, but I might have to play it, but I want to play it on somebody else's uh, thing because I want to. Uh, 
download it do the same thing with uh, like the Resident Evil yeah. right? never, play. <laughs> never play it never play it it's just on there <laughs> yo, yo Resident Evil they childish though cause you only get one playthrough that that's is it true. if you download the demo you only get one playthrough once you play through it that's it shit deletes itself so it, it, it never does? played it yeah as soon as you play that shit it's done you can't play it again I found the key to Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit's still in my system. It's never getting deleted. I never played it. I played it on Breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all played. This is what I did. I did the same shit, but I had. But I switched to another Resident Evil shit. (laughs) (laughs) I downloaded on somebody else's shit and played it. Yeah, she never gonna play Resident Evil shit. I knew it was good. (laughs) She don't. She don't care like that. She don't play them type of games. She only want to archery you in Assassin's Creed. That's it. She's one of Katniss Everdeen, your ass. Yo, all that day one moment was funny as fuck. She was like, he ain't never hit me with no type of poison like that. Oh, yeah. All of my oh, HP no. was down. <laughs> that was the strongest poison I ever Yo, facts, bro. I saw it because her level was higher than mine. And her meter was like, like, damn, what kind of arrow you got? He had the he had the uh he had the crow roof style with, with the teeth and the in the tail, nigga. <laughs> No, no, sometimes that's how I man so that game reminded me so much of Skyrim, right? That game that game reminded me so much of Skyrim, like if you walk up on the wrong person you with fuck. the wrong weapons. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you hit me with some like ice spike spear that did too much damage, fam. Nah, nah bro. Nah. I, I played myself the one day because like the camps like the camps be like sometimes they have like the big ass fort where it'd be like 30 people in there, and then they have the little mm. side camp, but it'd be like five people in there. I was like, man, I'm about to run through this camp. I wasn't even trying to hide or nothing. I just ran up in there on people. All of them had poison. I was like, two of them was archers. They were just shooting poison arrows at me. And I'm, I'm rolling all around trying to avoid poison clouds and shit. I'm like, yo, it's only five of y'all in here. What the fuck? He's like, yeah, it's five of us in here, but we all the strongest. We're the strongest five. Like, this, you got to... And with the new Assassin's Creed style, you gotta roll around and like you gotta evade and block, and it's more like the dark dark siders type games and shit like that. Yo, they was, bro. The one was on this side, the one was on this side. He was just, hey, hey, hey. then the other one had the long staff with the poison, just trying to. Huh. I was like, yo, what the fuck? All you see so is my was, dude just rolling all around like. Nah, like Kingdom Hearts, everything, bro. Like Kingdom Hearts, I only know one moment where you had to dodge roll. You had to dodge roll like periods, like fucking that game. Yo, yo, you had to dodge roll that whole fight, bro. You just like, fuck away from me, fuck out of here. And like, it's a little tiny old camp, so like, there's not nowhere to hide. Like, you just out in the open, like out in the open, like a motherfucker. (laughs) So I was like, oh yeah, I ran up on them. I was all cocky and shit. I was like, man, they fool. I was like, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> Yo, chill. <laughs> Acid everywhere. It's like, these boys, well, acid he spit, reptile everywhere. Shit, let me try it. Bro, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yo, and they be shooting them all quick too. It don't be like, no, it don't be like, no. I'm like, yo, chill. Roll, roll, roll. I'm standing up on the square button. Just get on out of here. But then I, once I bring out Poseidon's trident, you done. Cause I be petty with that shit. I just be, I get way far away from it, from you and hit you with the John Jones reach. <sighs> salad fork, <sighs> salad fork, and it, it's mad funny because like I got the timing real down pat. Cause like the first one is hella slow. It'd be like, like <sighs> so like you gotta slide in in the midst of that or like somebody gonna clap you. Like nah nah, I got the timing. Back up. 
Grab your heart, torch and pitchfork. <laughs> Dead ass, bro. That game crazy. I like playing that shit though, especially because me and Bree both playing it. So she's way ahead of me though. She's like level forty three. I'm like thirty six or something like that. That's like her main game. That's literally all yeah. she be playing right now. That's all I see her play. She a she's monster. Like, God damn it. Yo, she <laughs> what? She be Random. whooping ass on that game, bro. Word. Killing lions, killing a whole herd of lions and shit. Yo, she, no game. She a goon. Like, if I could take her arrow skills and like my evasion and sword fighting skills, I'd be the ultimate assassin. Like, I'd never get caught up. You can't have both. You can. I'm just not very good at, at shooting the arrows in that game. Like, that's just not my expertise. Like, I just want to sneak around and then like. Drag niggas in the bushes and stab them in the neck. Like that's my style. <laughs> See, I have a I have a Skyrim character that does all everything, like a bit of everything. Like probably like so like I know that I'm gonna have to sneak around, but yeah. like even when you use your arrows to sneak and you know, you sneak kill, it give you like more damage the more you sneak around and kill like fifteen percent fifteen times. No, nah, but more my damage. that's the thing though, my stuff is all souped up across the board. Like yeah. I just I'm me personally I'm just not good at it like I'm just not good at shooting arrows like you see boy it's, especially especially the way they be moving like I just don't move like that like I wait for you I'm a counter striker so like striker I'm waiting for you to come at me and then I'm gonna dodge you so I can slow motion everything and I'm just Bree she's premeditated she like knows which way you're gonna start running at her and she's already waiting like while you running at her you getting shot the whole fucking time just and then you just fall in front of her. You dead. Like I don't I can't move like that. Like they be moving and everything. She be mm, pink. 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 As soon as you move a little bit to the side, I miss you. That's it. You missed. I'd be like, ah fuck this. Sword. <laughs> ah, fuck this. Like, hey, I gave it a go, man. My arrow skills wasn't up there. Shit. <laughs> I ain't have enough XP to fill the arrow gauge, so you know, I had to do my thing. <laughs> Had to go for what I know. Hack and slash, hack and slash, hack and slash. <laughs> roll, roll, hack and slash. From Smirk and Dagger Games, keep what needs to pass. And I don't know. I ain't read all that shit. Can we make a game called Roll, Roll, Hack and Slash? <laughs> roll, Roll, Hack and Slash. Roll, Roll, Hack and Slash. Depending on how much dice you, the dice you roll is, is your roll power. And your other dice is your hack and slash. Yo, fat. You can only do up to six rolls. But not like six rolls, you know what I'm saying? Like Roll, roll, hack and slash. Roll, roll, hack and slash. Don't worry, guys. Not a beer. We're not sponsored by Coors. <laughs> that's, like the sing- that's like the greatest clip right now of 2020 of any interview. We not spon- sponsored by Gatorade? We sponsored by... Uh, the same, the same people who stole the uh, dead man's chest in uh, what is it? What's the uh, movie? Pirates of the Caribbean. Curb- yeah, no, the Caribbean. At the Caribbean. Yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean. We sponsored by Davy Jones Locker. <laughs> we sponsored by One Twenty. Yeah, we sponsored by Cthulhu and them. They pay us in various amounts of uh, tetrahedron. Yeah, I tetrahedrax. can't wait to get a sponsorship. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so wild. Arrogant with the sponsorship, it's gonna be on everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you need to have what in the scene? Don't you worry, it's gonna be in there, it's gonna be everywhere. And like 85% of the screen is gonna be the logo, and then my face is just gonna be that little piece. It's like, Woo! Yes! 
Shout out to my man Mark Ichiban Games. You it's know, official. Casual He's made Dragons. Uh, he got over a thousand. He made the marker go. Block. If you're listening, go add some money to his Kickstarter now. Word. Right now. Word. I'm gonna share the link in the description for yes. you. Yes. So make sure you click on that shit. We got We're free. over a grando bando. Let's go. And if you contribute over a hundred dollars, we can send you to Guru to get your hidden potential unlocked. <laughs> Act now. Call us. Act now why supplies last. Seven 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 three five seven eight. We'll send that over right by Squiggly. carrier pigeon. Yeah, word. <laughs> <laughs> word to everything. Mm-hmm. You know carrier pigeon lingo on deck. Yeah, you definitely got to have a carrier pi- carrier pigeon character though. That shit's gonna be so fire. And then and he got to have a uh, diverse on there. She didn't know. <laughs> That's gonna be his T-shirt. Yeah. The carrier pigeon. Yeah. Are you open up the? He got a tattoo on his wing. It'd be like, it'd be like, dead ass. But like. But you handed out the like letter, right? Sleeves. It got it got to have a jump where it got to be had that one, right? And then it got to have like the carrier pigeon give you the letter, and then in the back it got to have a letter opened up, and it got to say the, the same verse on there, just the same verse. Carrier pigeon just be looking at you. With she the didn't wheels know, up. but now she knew. Wait, how go? Wait, she didn't know, but then no, she, she knew. So now, now she, she know. Knows. Yeah. <laughs> Carrier pigeon just like, <laughs> I don't understand, man. What you want me to do? I'm out of here. Scary on the way. <laughs> Message delivered. <laughs> oh my god. Sponsored by Tiny Battle Robots. <laughs> Who will survive in the death battle of the Tiny Battle Robots fighting for oil and precious parts? Who will survive in America? That's crazy. Yeah, you know AEW is going to be here next week. I know it's not about video games, but I don't care. I mean, <laughs> we talked enough about video games. We 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 hearkened back. We literally have fifty one minutes worth of video game talk. So I think three minutes worth of wrestling is alright. Three minutes worth of wrestling? No, seriously though, AEW is in Rochester yeah. next Wednesday, mm-hmm. and I'm probably gonna buy some tickets tonight because that shit's twenty dollars a ticket. Twenty dollars a ticket? Twenty dollars, bro. I seen that oh, show. Yeah. I was like, a dub? After I just well. Had I paid for the tickets for WWE, I would have paid like $65 each, and that shit was whack. So, it's the first time I went to a wrestling event, and it wasn't, it wasn't a good time. I wasn't entertained. I, I just don't, I think it has to do with the Fox deal. You can tell Fox does not give a shit about who's actually there. They went left the after building. that Goldberg shit, man. That was the thing. And, and, y- and, y'all didn't, and y'all didn't even get to see the best thing. The best thing about the whole event was the... Main event for us was the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. That shit wasn't even on TV. The last yeah. thing y'all got to see was the Gauntlet, the tag team Gauntlet match. Yeah, yeah. And after that happened, then Daniel Bryan and the Fiend fought. Y'all didn't even get to see that. That was yeah, because I seen about the because you know what's crazy. I seen John John was uh, was live in it. Yeah, and it, I didn't. I was like, what? I didn't see this on the end of the show. Yeah, everybody was like, what you talking about? What what Daniel Bryan and the Fiend match? I was like, the main event. Y'all ain't see that shit. Nope. Nah, it wasn't. It ended with the gauntlet. Like, I literally got up out my seat and started leaving. And then I heard... I was like, yo, this damn Brian music. Y'all better get the fuck out of my way. What y'all doing? <laughs> I ain't anywhere. What y'all niggas doing? Come on now. Clear out. Excuse me. Damn Brian. <laughs> I stood right there like... Oh, shit. That nigga really coming out. What's good? Like, I thought that was the end. 
Like I'm looking at the Titantron okay. and it's like nothing up there. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sitting down. I don't care. <laughs> then the fiend. Then all the, the all the lights went out. Like, like one by one. Yeah. Like come. Then that shit was on the screen. Let me in. I was like, yo. This is a crazy experience oh, to see God, in person. All the laser God, lights was going crazy. Let the laser lights go away. I was like, yo, this shit is fucking my eyes right now. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? This shit crazy. Yeah, he came on and just proceeded to beat the brakes off Daniel Bryan. I was like, damn. Why they had to do my son like that? <laughs> Why they had to do my son like that? I really hate how they got the championship on Goldberg. Like, such Yo, a bad but you move. know what's weird about that? No. You know what's weird about that? What? The Fiend, when he came out at our joint, he had the other title, the Tom Savini joint. Good. The one with the Fiend mask on it. He still had the strap. So what the fuck does that mean? Because there was two straps. There was the blue one that regular Bray Wyatt would carry, and then there was the mass one that the Fiend would carry. Bray Wyatt don't be walking around with the belt no more, just the Fiend. Well, I wish they would have did that instead, like Bray Wyatt, the actual... Remember how Bray Wyatt actually faced uh, Daniel Bryan? Yeah, like with the when he came up with the regular music. They should have they just did it just like that. That's what I was thinking. Like that. Like, they're, I'm telling you, they're going to be some stupid-ass storyline they're going to try and feed to us that's going to connect everything that happened, and it's not going to work. Think of like it's WrestleMania. They'll go for anything. They just want that spear versus spear, you know, match to go. Like they, they focused on like names and shit like that. Like the phenomenal one versus the phenom. That's actually gonna be good. Yeah, I mean, I get that though. Like, uh, I don't know, man. I can't get behind this WrestleMania shit no more. And it's about to be another five-hour show that I'm not trying to watch. Yeah, they don't. Ed, Ed, Edge and Randy Orton is probably gonna be the best match out of everything. Well, yeah, for sure on this day. On this day, every day. Yo, that's all. Honestly, all I really care about that, and then the, um, the match with what's his name? What's the what's the Scottish dude that used to be with? Um, um, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I want to see his match too. His I like Brock, what they, I, they I built I like him what they, up real great. I like what they got going on with him. That makes sense to me. Like that's one of the few things that I feel like WWE is doing correctly. But like, I hope they don't just build him up to just squash that man like they did Ricochet. Nah. No, I don't think so. They're really trying to. I think Brock said personally that he's a fan and he wants to put him over. Good, because McIntyre because he, he's trying to quit. He been he, he, he been trying to quit for good. Yeah, I hear he's trying to quit for good. So he's he's trying to pass like, the torch on yeah, basically. And he said he a real big. They real big fans of each other. So good. McIntyre's a workhorse. That dude puts work in. And he yo, who Drew McIntyre? He used to be with Dolph Ziggler. They used to be a team. Oh, yeah. Him and uh, Shane McMahon and them. And they used to be Fucking like. Fucking Shane McMahon. I hate him with a passion. He's so annoying. Only thing cool about him is his sneakers. That is true. He always be having some And then that he flies off the, the top of God knows what. Yeah, he'll he jump off anything. He'll go Yeah, fall. and lose. <laughs> and lose. Yeah, and lose because of it. Yeah, he yo, for real. He really do need to cut that out. He's too old for that. He'll jump in a trash can filled with fire. Remember the trash can from <laughs> Remember the back of the alley from Spawn? Facts. With the trash cans of fire jumping on that shit. You've been violated, girly man. <laughs> He'll fuck around and jump in a pit of spikes in the first border Mortal Kombat on a bridge. Dead ass. Yeah, that's, that's, no, that's it. That's it. No, I, I, I feel like his his power increases. Like he gains extra five plus shield, plus extra sonic boom barrier protection damage, insulation, insulation, and fucking dome 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 anti shatter. I'm getting all all the shield. 
All the shield, all the shield plus moves <laughs> with this motherfucker flying off and landing. Basically, there. every lit shield move you got. Dead ass. Combined. Or guard and shit. Max plus. Yeah, we need to just we need to recreate seven. We need to make we need to make the list of what matches are gonna happen at WrestleMania and play them out on two K. Just which one though? Yeah. No, no, the one that's coming up. The WrestleMania that's coming up. Oh, you talking about which 2K? Yeah. I mean, 20 is installed, so I know you don't fuck with that shit. <laughs> I still got 19. Yeah, okay. 19 is way better. I mean, I'll be the first to tell you that 2K20 is not the lick for wrestling. They raped us. And I bought the holy shit deluxe package, and I was like, damn. Are you going to, matter of fact, okay, back on games, are you going to buy uh the next package uh, from WWE? Not unless it got a dope-ass Funko in it. <laughs> if they bring See, that Ric Flair Funko back, then yeah, take my money. But <laughs> if they ain't giving me no cool shit, I don't want it. I see. This year they didn't give me no cool shit. So you know. well, because okay, who was on the cover? And the fiend was. Matter of fact, you think the fiend is gonna be the like next feature of the game? That's fine. Well, they, he was nah. kind of. But. Hell nah. They are gonna drop the ball again and put somebody we don't give a fuck about on the cover. Oh, probably probably put Drew. Maybe no, nah, Drew ain't putting no, enough work. No, they can put Brock Lesnar ugly ass on there. I fuck with Brock. Oh yeah, he has. They gonna put Brock on there. They gonna put. Who else hasn't been on there? Brock. That, that's what it was Not on 2K. If they put him on there, I would respect it. He ain't been on the cover since like SmackDown, SmackDown vs Raw. Yeah. If they put him on there, I, I, I see, would respect it. it. But let me, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Daniel Bryan, he could be on there. Daniel Bryan been on. Okay. Well, then actually, you're right. Uh, let's Seth see. was on recently. Seth was on. Yeah. AJ Styles was on. Roman Reigns was on. Yeah. John Cena was on. Nah, my man definitely haven't been on. Brock, Brock ain't been on yet. Yeah, so I guess I will respect Brock. Yeah, Brock would be on there. I respect Brock if he was on there. Nah, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to put Goldberg on that shit. <laughs> His pectoral was placed at the same time. I'm going to put the feet down. He turning red and shit. I'm like, dude, you're just talking. Yeah, he'd be sweating crazy just yo, for interviews. If you would have seen the first, yo. The first time he tried to jackhammer him, he couldn't even really pick him up. Like uh, like how he did Undertaker in Saudi yeah, Arabia? Yes. That was terrible. Yeah. That was like, the, oh, my God. That was some of the worst shit I ever saw in my life. That one guy. Like, Undertaker was visibly pissed. <laughs> you know what I would have did? He got I like I would have not sold for him. I don't give a fuck. I would have yeah, no sold for him, and then I would have just left the arena. Bro. I would have refused. My I would have refused to drop the title to, to to Goldberg. But my man was yeah, facts. I would have refused it. I don't give a fuck what you're saying, Vince McMahon. I just don't understand where they're going.
start. On today's bonus episode of To Be Continued, we have a very special guest, Paul Benny, who is the founder and owner of House of Fantasy Comics and Games, located on Pine Avenue in Niagara Falls, New York. Uh, this is literally the only comic book shop that we have in our city, so it's a travesty to many that um, he's closing shop, but after speaking with him, he's in excellent spirits, and he's very happy that he's going to be able to retire after 37 years in the business. So it was really eye-opening experience, and it allowed us to get some insight on you know, how it feels to really pursue a business that is predicated on what you enjoy not just something that you do for funds something you do for fun with no d at the end. um so um yeah it's a really really short episode so we put it in uh conjunction with our day at uh peacock block release party for our buddy mark miller over at casual dragon game so it's a really really interesting mix of an episode so we hope you guys enjoy it definitely listen to the full entirety of the podcast because there's a lot of interesting things going on. So thanks for continuing to support us and pushstartmedianetwork.com is the site. Well, we have a very special guest here with us today. It's a sad, somber moment, but all the memories of being in this location definitely resonate with me as I'm here. I'm going to let him introduce himself. It's not such a sad moment for me. I'm retired. <laughs> But, uh, I'm Paul Benny, and I'm the owner of House of Fantasy Comics and Games for about another 10 days. Very nice. Well, let's just start out by letting everybody know how long have you been in business here in this location? Uh, since March of 1983. Wow. Wow. Can you hear that, guys? Yeah. March 1983. So that's, what, 37 years? Seven years? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah. Like... See, My hair was brown in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we had like a flashback photo so we, we could see that. Long, we used to have the long flowing locks. Yeah, well, that's when I do theater. If I do uh, shows and I have uh, I need long hair, like mm-hmm. when I do Ben Franklin, I leave it long. Very nice. Sometimes I do other shows and I gotta have short hair, so I cut mm, it off. That's amazing. Yeah, man of ma- many hats. So, um, as you know, we're here in Niagara Falls, New York, the locale of our Push Start Media Network. But we're here on Pine Avenue specifically, and as he said, the House of Fantasy comic book store. Uh, it's going to be only open for another 10 days at this point when we're recording today. What's today's date? It is the 19th, the 19th of February, 2020. So it's a, like I said, it's a sad moment maybe for us, but not so much for Paul. No, I'm He's gonna have some, to not working for a living. I can totally resonate with that a hundred thousand percent. That's facts. But we definitely felt like it would be a disservice if we didn't have a chance to at least let everybody know about this beautiful establishment that has impacted us in many, many ways. As you can see, I'm wearing a half uh, half Punisher, half Iron Man comic book hoodie right now. Mm-hmm. That's how deep it goes with us. So, like, we're just gonna take a couple moments and ask you some questions sure. and kind of get into like. What influenced you, first of all? So my question, honestly, is what's one of the first groups or, or comic book that you can think of that really got you into this kind of lifestyle? Well, what started it was in way back in the 1950s, when nice. the entire world was in black and white. <laughs> um, we used to watch it. My mother used to let me watch on TV um, the George Reeves Superman TV show. Cool. And to me, that was the greatest thing that ever I, I, I just 
who's enthralled by it as a four or five year old. Right. And then one day, she knew I loved it. She came home with Superman comic books. I had never seen comic books before. I couldn't even read. Parents are amazing. She was bringing me home comic books, and that was the start of everything. It's so crazy how we get into these things that we love as adults, Mm -hmm. not knowing that uh, it's something that our parents influenced us by. Like, I'm a big fan of wrestling simply because I would watch Saturday morning cartoons with my dad, and then wrestling was the very next thing that came on. So had it not been for those moments when I watched Saturday morning cartoons, I probably would have no desire to even think about wrestling. Yeah. Yeah, you associate yeah. fun things with with your family, with comfort, with security. Sure. I love that. Any questions from you guys? Uh, I do have one. What inspired you to actually take your dreams and aspirations and give it to so many children like us? You well, know? you know, as I told you, I've been a lover of comic books since before I was able to read. Mm-hmm. And I went through school and, and uh, you know, graduated from high school and... Then went to college and got jobs, and and I had uh, quite a number of jobs, and I hated them all, <laughs> and, and I really did. And uh, uh, at one point, I uh, went to work as a car salesman and then became a, a sales manager at a Chevrolet dealership, and I was getting paid really well, but um, they own your fanny for uh, 12 hours a day, mm-hmm. and uh, although you got paid a lot, uh, you had to be there 12 hours a day, six days a week, and I was getting sick of it. And I asked my wife one time if I should be all right with her if I quit. And she said, yeah, I guess, but what would you do? And I said, I would open up a comic book store. And here it stays. And uh, my wife said, okay. So uh, I've been doing that ever since. Shout out to having a great yeah, woman beside you. That's oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. What you're trying yeah. To do. yeah. Yeah, yeah like, find a find a woman mm-hmm. who embraces your your weirdness, yep. and and loves you for it, and you will be a happy man the rest of your life. I can totally agree with that. Like a lot of my friends yep. say, I'm so lucky because my girlfriend is a gamer, and our podcasting source is is mainly gaming. And like one of the first things you see when you walk into my house is two televisions because we both have our own individual consoles. There you go. So it's, it's very cool. Like I can totally agree with that. Like someone that embraces your weirdness because. Before in relationships past, I would always get in trouble for playing the game too much. Now, she's like, oh, you're playing the game? I want to play the game, too. Sure. So that's amazing. There you go. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Alex? Uh, well, you just indirectly answered my question. That's you great. Mean, Don't you uh, love when that you, happens? What made you, yeah, what made you want to start the comic store? The part, the part where, uh, where my grandfather always used to tell me when I was little, mm-hmm. uh, find something that you love to do, mm-hmm. figure out a way of, to make money doing it, and you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah. Uh, and nothing truer was ever told me. That's some that's some beautiful wisdom right yep. there. Yeah. Like it, it kind it kind of uh, resonates with like the story pops. The last conversation we had before you passed, it was like, stop trying to rely on other people's powers and use your own internal right. skills. You know, yep. take control you, of your own life. Yeah. It's like yep. I always felt like people like us in this group, we people gravitate to us for a reason, and. and I, especially in today's society where weirdness isn't cast out anymore, it's accepted and it's nurtured. So it's like people like us become pillars of the community opposed to the outcasts. And I kind of like how that turned around. It's really cool. Very good. And I think comic books and, and, and superheroes have a huge influence, me personally, on that because just the way they're able to go through adversity and become triumphant is always something that resonated with my personal character as an individual. Cool. What about you, Daddy? 
Well, <laughs> I like everybody to know that. <laughs> I love his reaction. Well, we're going deeper than comics no, here. See, yeah. my, see, my brother gave me my first comic. He gave me my mm-hmm. first X Men comic, but how I actually bought my first comic mm-hmm. was I was uh, I got expelled from school and right up there on 17th, Boys and Girls Club. I went to school there, you know. So every time I come out of school, I would always walk past this place and I would just be like, I've never been in here before. So just one day, I just got out of school there, and I just came straight in here, and it's like, welcome, you know, pick from whatever you like. Yeah. And then I'm just looking around like, wow, That's, all of this. I love that you brought that up, because I always felt welcome, like, as soon as you come in, it's just like, dang, right. like, I'm meant to be here. Word. So I, it started <laughs> off with, like, I seen... He had Yu-Gi-Oh cards over in the corner, and I love you. You got, you know, got me with that. Game. You yeah. had me at Yu-Gi-Oh. That's so it. So I bought a bunch of cards, and the second day I came in here because I wanted some more cards. I had seen these Hellboy comics. They were like all like together. Like I don't know, it was like the, the, the thick version. You know, like the thick you know, trade paperbacks. Yes, trade yeah. paperbacks. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to sound like a don't hear it. <laughs> but it's like, okay. Yeah, and it was like like they had to be like at least thirty something to pop. Or, or something like that. They were expensive. Yeah, expensive. It was expensive. Yeah. And you was like, you sure you want to buy that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to buy this. I was like, this is like the coolest thing ever. So I bought one, and I read the whole thing through and through. And then I came back here the next day. I want them all. You got a lot of, you got a lot of money. And I was like, I draw a lot. Oh, uh, how old were you at back then? I was like at least in middle, middle school, like... I'm probably like 13, 14? Probably like from, I think I was going to the 6th grade to the 7th grade. That's crazy. Yeah. I got a question for you. Sure. If you had a supercar, what would it be? No. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have my superpower, right? Ah, I, I live my wish people, all the you know, years. Yeah. And not once did I get up in the morning and, and wish I was doing something else. That's so cool. Yeah. I know. I, I, I could like, being in here, I just feel like I'm absorbing some of this energy because like that's what I want for us. I want us to be able to, this is something that we just stumbled upon, honestly. Like, I never intended to be a podcaster, ever. I, most of my background is in just music. So it's kind of funny that I'm using the same skills that I acquired from that to do this. And ever since we started doing this about a year ago, it's just, I live and breathe for this. Every chance we get to meet up on Wednesday, it's like, I can't wait to podcast. I can't wait to talk about video games. I can't wait to talk about whatever random things have happened throughout the week. Sure. You know, it goes crazy throughout the week. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Podcasting is definitely a way that gets me through it, and I'm sure it's probably the same thing with living your dream through Well, podcasting. not podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. But I'm sure with you could echo that same sentiment with yeah. comic books and right. how this has influenced you. Yeah. Well, not just comic books, but uh, through comic books is also theater. I theater? Mean, yeah, all kinds Talk of things. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was very interested when you said that about theater. Well, that was, like you say, it was a complete mistake. Yeah. Um, when I was in high school, I was a big-time nerd. Mm-hmm. And uh, my social status in high school was so low that uh, the nerd table included the seniors, the, the freshmen, the sophomores, everybody, juniors. All the, all the nerds sat at the same table. Wow. And uh, that's how low we were. We were lower than freshmen. And... Uh, so, uh, we all sat at the same lunch table and they used to do, when I went to high school, they used to do a, a senior show, a senior play. And they were doing this play for the senior class when I was just a sophomore and they didn't have enough men. And, uh, another kid who sat at the lunch table dragged me to an audition 
which they changed. They changed the play from the senior play to the all school play, <laughs> and because uh, that way they could invite, yeah, get more men into the cast. So I went and I auditioned and I got a part. And then after a while, we were doing rehearsals, and one of the guys with a speaking role left, dropped out, or was fired. I don't know. And uh, the director said, "You, you take that part." And that was the part of the radio operator in a play called Inherit the Wind. Nice. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, and uh, it was the first speaking role on stage I ever had, and uh, I have uh, been doing theater ever since too. I love that. Yeah, wow. I, I could just hear it in your voice. You have the tone of like I can hear you being an announcer or a narrator. Well, I yeah, well I I do uh, now. I've done um, Kevin Fiddler on the Roof. Nice. Oh, Fiddler on the Roof! Yes, yeah. man. Uh, oh. And uh, 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 Ben Franklin in seventeen seventy six, mm-hmm. and Mister Bumble and Oliver and. Uh, Oh my God! I would have never expected yeah, that. Yeah. Have you been recent? Uh, the most recent thing I did was uh, I did Big Daddy in a play called uh, Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. Yeah, which is not a musical. Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's very interesting. Are there any plays that you never got a chance to be a part of that you would enjoy? Well, I've pretty much done all my bucket list uh, roles so far, and as I get older, I'm only qualified to do some of them. I'm Right, ne- never was really a romantic lantern uh, lead, <laughs> so I, I had to do the the character roles. But uh, yeah, I've done almost everything that I want to do. But who knows what what I'll do in the future that I didn't know that I wanted to do? That's true. Now you have a little yep. bit more free time. You know what's crazy? Uh, actually, remember remember how? Uh, okay, you remember P's first like not his first mixtape, the Nocturnal Jump, Nocturnal for promo for promo, right? Remember mm-hmm. how I had the uh, black? T- it was like a black. And like white, like it yeah. was, the, it was a, it was a, like I took a picture of this store across from like over there, like on the banister uh, over there or like the stairway. Yeah, I took a picture, and I like I wanted to ask you like, uh, would you be interested in just like like because I was gonna make a flyer, just put all the stuff here and stuff like that, but then somebody had discouraged me, said you wasn't into like that type of stuff or like you wouldn't be. I was like, damn. You know, or it was just wild. <laughs> but I just remember, like, that's one of my pictures I had. It was like Nocturnal Emission. One half was your store, and it said House I remember of Fantasy. That. Yeah, I remember and it had that. had a bunch of Japanese kanji and stuff on it. I, I, it was like one of the craziest pictures I ever made. And that's because I, I was like, this store is cool. I want people to see, like, our inspirations. Yeah, yeah. should have asked. See, uh, I, yeah, I, I always think that. Mm-hmm. You could. Always ask the question, because if you don't ask the question, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's so true. Like, it, I'm so glad that we're having this conversation, because it's making me think about a lot of things that we witnessed throughout our podcasting year, our first year. It's like, had we not been to some of these events and had some of these situations, we wouldn't have made the connections that we have now to make the podcast and the network grow like we have. So it, it's really cool, and like, and I love that we're all able to connect on something like this, like comics or collectibles in general. Pay attention to those those yeah. coincidences in your life. I'm starting to do that a lot more. even the bad shit that happens, yeah. sometimes because of it, a result of that yeah. is something amazingly good. Pay attention to that. You have no <laughs> idea how much, how much that like is significant and what's been going on with us. So like, it's... I always say, like, the universe doesn't make mistakes, so th- us to have this conversation right now and you to say the things that you've had to us, it just confirms everything for me. No such thing as coincidence. Yeah, this is not a mistake. Like, You're the right. universe exactly. does not 
get things wrong. Especially so, after all this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, especially after all this Except time. for some mistakes yeah. not having the mic. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think about it, it's crazy because, like you said, like, I was in trouble when I went to that school. And, like, I came here because I couldn't really express that to kids I hang out with. Like, I read this, I do that. I like Batman, I like Spider-Man, I like all, you know, mm -hmm. just, like, fantasy. And, like, the, the first time when I really came in here and you just, like, look around and see what you like, and I was just like, wow, this is, like, the energy. You mm -hmm. know, it was like, you made me feel like I went alone, you know? And I, I don't know. And it, after all this time, all these years where I met them in three separate, like, mm -hmm. kind of, like, instances, I met all three of y'all in three separate, like, parts of my life. And for us to come together now within the universe, it's a real honor, man. In the bottom of my heart. For sure. I get it. <laughs> sure, take this. I don't get savvy. Take this. Take this. <laughs> See, it's, it's okay this episode because you're Anthony. You're, you're uh, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> not Devil Trigger or whatever. It's okay. <laughs> whatever. It's acceptable on this episode only. No, but seriously, I, I definitely echo that sentiment because being a nerd before was something that forced you to be introverted and and I, I I'm so thankful for social media and stuff like that for giving us an outlet to be more out there and like video game I think the connectivity of online video gaming it was so important because that allows us to be more personable even if we don't want to leave or be away from our comfortable situation so you're still able to interact with people and things like that and, and I love going to conventions and talking comics and seeing people's influences and why they read comic books and how they got into it and what they collect and you know one thing that always tugged at my heartstrings is I do this now as an adult because when I was a kid I didn't really I didn't have a lot like most of the stuff that I, I had was like hand-me-down you know my cousin was really nice so he would give me a comic here and an action figure there but like we were kind of poor so like as I got of age and became an adult and I started making my own money, I was like, you know what? I don't care how anybody feels about it. I'm gonna buy a thousand comic books. I'm gonna buy 18 pop figures with Batman in it because I love Batman. Like, and just being in here right now, it's just like, I can't take the smile off my face because this is just, this is my childhood right here, man. This is just childhood personified right here. Well, maybe one of you guys will open up the next place. I'm, I'm literally thinking that. I was literally thinking that, and it's just. And it's not just the store itself, it's like the aesthetic here, it, it, it looks, it still looks timeless, like you're in a, in a time capsule, it looks old school, like a lot of the comic book stores that you go into nowadays, they try to be too modern, and I love that you just like stuck with what worked always, it's like, yeah. it's like when you go to those vinyl, those vinyl shops. Yep. It's like you know, it reflects the owner. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's yeah, it's a reflection of the owner. I love that. It's like I always felt that when I come in here. It's like these posters have been up since I came. Forever, here. Forever. <laughs> forever. Like you could you could tell this one's been here for a good long while by by how yeah, much it has dimmed. <laughs> this is amazing. Like I, I know it's just this episode really just feels like a fan service episode, and I don't care if I sound like a little fanboy <laughs> today, but I'm just having a really good time. Like, I'm so thankful that Paul allowed us to be in his space and just, just get a little insight about who you are as an individual, man. This is really cool. Like, I know to you, it's, it's probably just like, why do these guys want to talk to me? But It's okay. It's, 
seriously, you're, you're you're somebody you're somebody for us to look up to, honestly, because we're trying to do our own business. We we started this from the ground up. We're building it all our on our own based off of something that no one thinks we should be trying to pursue as a business. And standing right here just proves that it can be done. Sure. So that that's that's really why I wanted to have the opportunity to speak with you because I felt like it would it would be a disservice to our nerd community in general <laughs> to not give them this chance to at least hear what you have to say and who you are because I'm sure a lot of people have come in here and never taken the chance to like have a true conversation with you. Well, you get all kinds on Pine Avenue, not just oh, those yeah. people, oh, but yeah. you, get, you get the people who are real space cadets. Well, I was going to say, what was your? I was going to say, what is your wildest experience being in the store? Like, the wildest oh, customer. This is something. the wildest thing yeah. I think that ever happened, and and that was real early on. Was I had this woman come in one time, and she asked me for something. I didn't even know what it was, and I said I didn't have it. And she reached out and grabbed me by the will. And said, reach out, reach out and touch someone. Which was a, th- a theme song for a, a commercial, like, like AT&T or something. Way back Dude, in the beginning. Well, and then she just smiled at me, turned around and walked out. I was what the fuck just happened? Only on Pine yeah. Avenue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's pretty wild. You know, I had Timothy McVeigh was a customer. Seriously? Yeah. Because Timothy McVeigh was a customer of mine, I got on Peter Jennings News on ABC. Wow. They they called me up. Well, I hear the, the Murrow building has been blown up in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I'm horrified like everybody else. Right. And then later in the afternoon, they say, uh, on, the, on the TV or the radio it was, they said, they're looking for a guy named Timothy McVeigh. And I said to myself, Geez, that's really weird because I used to have a customer named Timothy McVeigh. And Holy then smokes. and then later on they said from Pendleton, New York, and I went, shit. <laughs> that <laughs> was him. It can't be a coincidence. So years later, after he was in prison and everything and he'd been convicted, Peter Jennings of ABC News, mm-hmm. his producer, calls me up on the phone and uh, and of course now the guy's name, he was like some East Indian name, you know, some name I can't even pronounce. But but he said that he introduced himself and said he was a producer for Peter Jennings and could they come interview me for a, an hour long uh, documentary on Timothy McVeigh. And I thought it was one of my friends, yeah. you know, pulling a prank on me. And I said to the guy, come on, who is this really? Yeah. You know, and he says, no, no, really, this is Peter Jennings or, or from Pe- I'm his producer from P- ABC News. And so what do you know? They came and they interviewed me. I said, now wait a minute before you come. Mm-hmm. If you're going to ask me, because now when Peter McVeigh or when Timothy McVeigh did this, he was in his 20s. Right. When I knew him, he was like 12 to 15 years old, right. long before he went into the army. And, uh, and I said to the guy, if, you, if you're going to ask me what he bought, you know, what the evil villain, you know, <laughs> bought as a child, what influenced him to be a bad, you know, blow right. up the federal That's building? What so for. You might as well forget it because I don't remember. He just bought, you know, regular stuff. No, no, no. We just want to get an idea of what kind of a life he led as a kid, you know, and that was all. So, you know, I've had weird things happen that way too. <laughs> Dude, that's amazing. Yeah, that is. <laughs> like, only in a comic book store, I think, you can have something like that happen. Yeah, and because I'm in Niagara Falls, New York, mm-hmm. I've had people from Russia or Australia. Right, such a tourist. One guy area. from. South Africa in here one time, and he was 
talking to his son on his on his cell phone and mm-hmm. asking his son what he should pick up for him to bring back. Dude, and, that's so you cool. You know, and uh, that that kind of stuff happened. Well, it used to happen all the time. It's not going to happen much anymore. But but uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of really cool, cool too. I had Charles Schultz in here one time mm-hmm. looking for peanuts memorabilia. Well, because I'm in Niagara Falls, people come here to yeah, from all over the world. Yep. And, the, you know, a, a, a comic book person, first thing you do when you go into a new town, you look and see shop. where the comic book mm-hmm. shops are. Yep. You know, so that's what And it's do. only 10 minutes away from the falls. Yeah, so, so like, a lot of that has been yeah. fun, too. Sometimes I have entire conversations with people who speak a language that I don't speak, mm-hmm. and somehow we manage to... to it's just uh, like that in the shoe store. Communicate, you know? It's, <laughs> it's kind of cool. Dude, that's so amazing. You know? Like, yeah. I, I love that. Like, that's why I, one thing I love about, like, the job that I have normally, retail, is just meeting interesting individuals I probably would never talk to in any other situation. So I could totally attest to that. And I think podcasting is another one that leads you down that path as well. You get to really speak to some interesting folks, like... Even though we do a podcast about video games, we've been on wrestling podcasts, we've been on comic book podcasts, we've been on music podcasts. It's just, you just meet a bunch of really cool people. Yeah. And they just want to have a conversation. And I feel like, I wish I was recording our conversations for like years. Yeah, years. Because... There's a lot of editing, though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> See, honestly, honestly, the way that I think what works so well with our podcast is so organic is I don't do a ton of editing. Like, I really like, I really like the raw, exact experience that we got. I want, I don't want to take very much away from that when the listeners hear it. So I just give them pretty much what we have. I like to put a little EQ, a little compression on there, make it sound nice, and then here's the full product for the most part. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I like to be really organic with it. And I feel like that's just kind of our style as podcasters. I don't think we would work any other way. Because we've tried to do it where we just like regiment things and it just, it never goes that way. Yeah, but you got to make it fit in the time slot too. Well, not anymore because <laughs> now we're on So it's 100% 24 hours a day live? It's, I mean, if, if we wanted it to be, honestly, it probably could, but... <laughs> Oh, that would be all my, starting to get creepy, dude. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> the space that would take like, in a hard drive? Yeah, it'll take all the space. Mm-hmm. You would have to have like what whatever's above like a terabyte. You have like a million terabyte. Megatron. <laughs> yeah, that Megatron. Yep. Megatron. Sign me up for the Megatron drive. That's all I need. No, sound Soundwave. What's the what's the dude that came out Soundwave? Uh, oh, the little cassette yeah, deck? I'm trying to think of his sound uh, blaster? It might have been. Yeah. I I'm, think so. Did someone say Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. I got that. I got that, I got that on record. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. Another thing that's hilarious is you get a guy, he'll bring his, his grandson or his son or somebody in, and, uh, and he thinks he knows everything there is to know about comic books. Yeah. And he'll see, like, the Flash. And he'll start talking to the kid and telling him, oh, this is Flash Gordon. I remember blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Telling the kid all wrong stuff. And the kid will <laughs> <laughs> you can't interrupt him because he's talking to his kid. You know, you don't want to say to a to his kid's father, "You're a liar." Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about to a kid. It's awkward. You know, you just see, so just let it. Let you it just go. let it. Just let yeah, it. Yeah, you just let it go. All right. Yeah. yeah. Flash Gordon. One Flash Gordon comic. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> this is the version that goes super fast. Too funny. <laughs> oh, man. So yeah, I mean, I've had. I honestly had my fill. I don't know about you guys. If you have any other last questions, I mean, I will leave the floor to you. Well, <laughs> go ahead. You can take us out, Caddy. All right. 
Well, you know, it's enough of this nice guy shit. <laughs> Sometimes shit gotta die. And I was playing. So, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's an honor. It's a pleasure. Uh, just, oh, just, I'm glad that everything is full circle. Uh, mem- many great memories from me, my friends, uh, highly respected member of just the nerd pillar community. You on the top with Chell Khan and them. It's been fun anyhow. <laughs> uh, that's it. All right. That's a wrap.